Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Sports Facts, Stats, and Stats with, I, I couldn't even remember my own name, but <laughs> Avery, Avery and Kevin. So, but um, more importantly, we have a guest here today. So we have Jigs from Calgary Roller Derby. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I'm glad you're excited. I know I'm excited. I know I'm Kevin. I'm stoked about yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, before we get into some hard-hitting questions about roller derby, I know you guys have an awesome event coming up. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, totally. Um, we've gotten uh, our act together post-pandemic uh, now that things are up and running. Um, and we're organizing a big full production event uh, June 11th and a follow-up kind of Sunday uh, hangover bouts, we call them sometimes, on the Sunday, uh, June 12th as well. Uh, the theme is we're trying to make it fun, invitational for all the skaters. Um, we have skaters from BC and Alberta uh, and some from Saskatchewan as well. And we've invited them all out to kind of do a fun scrimmage because uh, we're all kind of rebuilding now after the couple of years off. Oh, okay. And uh, so we're going to pit music genres against each other. So <laughs> game nice. one, yeah, right? So game one is going to be uh, rap versus punk. And the second game is metal versus country. So we're really inviting people to like, come out, come to beer gardens, root for your favorite team based on what kind of music you're into. Nice. Um, yeah, we're going to have a DJ, like all kinds of stuff. It's going to be sweet. There'll be a skate party after as well, open to the public. Uh, the DJ is going to stay for the event after. So be full music. We'll have some light show and stuff going on. You can nice. skate afterwards as well. Nice. And like, will escape be like with all the athletes and. Uh, yeah, usually because okay. like we are obsessed with the sport and obsessed with our skates. So <laughs> nice. usually we'll stick around if we're already in town and everyone gets to hang out and uh, be fun and stuff after the games. Right. So it's always a good, good time to hang out. After. Sounds like a really good time. Yeah. So you get to like meet the skaters after you watch them play, which is like perfect. <laughs> nice. You've been involved with the sport. You, we were talking a little bit beforehand. Um, you said for over 10 years, what, what drew you to the sport? Why did you get involved? That's a very good question. Uh, it was definitely, uh, an unorthodox start. I didn't even realize that roller derby existed of uh, much like even today. Right. And I was out on a bit of a pub crawl with my friends. I was sending them off to, um, uh, Yukon, they were going there for the summer. And so we were just uh, going around my hometown and uh, yeah, time went on. And this group of women come into the one bar that we were in and they were just rowdy and like super fun and loud. And they're all kind of like, uh, kind of dressed the same way and like, yeah, just having a really good time and uh, had flyers and cards and stuff on them. Um, a couple of them were on skates and they came over to me and my group of friends and they recruited me and they're basically like, this is roller derby. <laughs> like we have fun. We're an awesome community. Like uh, we're always looking for new skaters. And immediately I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. I'd never uh, seen a group like that before. And they seemed very interesting and like confident. And uh, yeah, I just something that I immediately got hooked to. So I went out to one of their practices, I think either a couple days later, like that Sunday or Monday, and uh, was instantly hooked. I had the money at the time to buy the gear and yeah, just never looked back from there. That's <laughs> nice. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I have some questions. Um, I know Kevin has some questions. But I want to get this off my chest before it gets too far. Um, mm -hmm. You talked about like you're in love with your gear, you're in love with your skates. Yeah. Does like do yeah? Does everybody have their own personalized skates, or do you personalize them at all? Or yeah, good question. Depends on how much money you have. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we do not get paid to play. So yeah, like they're the 
the style and the technology and the designs behind roller skates has significantly evolved from the beginning stages of what they used to be right at roller rinks or hopefully someday it'll get paid to play so you can buy better skates but yes Um, the the designs and the technology and everything behind them has advanced so you can customize your boots and your wheels and your trucks and it's pretty endless just depending on yeah what you can invest in and what uh, what style right there's different um uh, ways that you can mount things and uh, design things depending on where your body weight is and where you prefer stuff so you can customize endlessly. <laughs> I never thought like uh, I just think roller skates are just like roller skates and ne- I never really put much thought into yeah um, like technology behind them like probably how your foot conforms and totally much like any other sport right like if you look at hockey skates and stuff like that everyone's got their uh preferred style or brand or whatever it's it's very much the same for roller derby especially since it's been resurgence for probably the past 10 15 years a lot of companies are coming out and like yeah nice developing cool stuff along the same lines with customizing and stuff like that is there a i guess it would be like a set amount of equipment or things that you need to have to compete and participate with it? Yep, that's exactly it. So the minimum of what you need is a helmet, mouth guard, uh, elbow pads, wrist guards, uh, your knees as well, and then your skates. Now, depending on maybe what your injury history has been, um, or what you're comfortable with. Some of the girls will wear chest plates uh, or tailbone protectors as well, but it's usually just wear the minimum and go for it. Cause it's, uh, uh, you need a lot of flexibility and a lot of agility, so you don't usually try to get any more than what we have. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of the highlights and stuff. And when mm-hmm. it used to be on TV some years back, you like see them falling on the rink. Yeah, and I can only imagine what that would feel like. Oh, you seeing like the tail tailplate yeah. cover and stuff like that. That that makes a lot of sense. Like totally, it's basically for the most part. Sometimes you'll be on sport court, but for the most time, it's just polished concrete. So when you hit that hard, it's the biggest update a lot of the girls you'll find wearing um uh hockey helmets we've kind of adjusted to that uh and a lot of the jammers so a position in the sport uh they now have kind of like face covers a bit because to avoid kind of elbows in the face and stuff like that which happens right so that's kind of been the biggest change over the past couple of years when when you say like uh, one of the positions of a jammer what like how many are there with you pluralizing that like yeah, yeah. Uh, so the three main roles uh, is your jammer, which is your point score, uh, blockers, which are self-descriptive, and uh, a pivot. Um, so the pivot is uh, can take over the position of the jammer at any point in the game. If you're falling behind, there's usually a strategy behind that. Uh, you'll find the pivot is usually a good communicator as well and kind of calling the shots a, a little bit. Okay. Um, and they uh, can flip offense to defense uh, pretty quickly. Uh, and then there'll be five on the track in total if there's no penalties on each team. Oh, wow. That's got to get pretty crowded up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to manage. So, uh, but once you got some penalties, you notice not having your other four with you. <laughs> <laughs> Are there refs on the track as well? Yeah. Uh, it is seven refs, uh, on the track. So you wow. have a lot going on. Uh, the rule set is very unique. You wouldn't probably find a lot of the rules in any other sport. Uh, and because your points are scored off of people, you have to have dedicated refs that are counting the points for each of those point scores, as well as dedicated refs um, watching penalties that are happening amongst everyone and more dedicated refs to um, what we call pack definition. So you can't be um, a certain distance from what's happening 
uh, without being out of play or get a penalty for that. Okay. So you're going around in an oval, but you can't just be anywhere, right? You have to be in a certain proximity to what's happening. That yeah. sounds, that sounds <laughs> confusing and overwhelming, but <laughs> it's a it's a lot to take in if you've never seen it before. But once you watch a couple rounds, you're like, oh, okay, okay, I get the hang. I see the rep repetition. So, what does a penalty look like? Do you just send a person off, or good question? So, uh, the ref will call the specific skater by uh, color, name, and number. Uh, you skate off uh, to the penalty box as quickly as possible and safely as possible, and you'll be there for thirty minutes or thirty. Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 30 seconds. Okay. 30 seconds, yeah. How how long is a typical match? Uh or? you'll have two halves of 30 minutes long. Okay. Uh, and a round will the longest around will be is two minutes. Okay. So rounds can last anywhere from 10 seconds to two minutes. Basically however many you can fit in in a half period, half hour period. Okay. Yeah. That's just like go, go, go oh, then. It's, go, it's just go, that, go. that two minute sprint or whatever. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. totally. And you only have 30 seconds to reset between each round. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or each jam, they'll call it. Okay. So what position do you play? Uh, I'm primarily a blocker. Okay. Uh, depending on the level of play, sometimes I'll be a pivot as well. Um, but yeah, those are the two. Nice. <laughs> Jamming's a, a tough gigs. <laughs> <laughs> with tightness with, between all the refs and then the five people per team. How when it goes sideways? How sideways does it go in terms of injuries? Oof, uh, very sideways. Uh, I mean, mind you, we train our rookies for a minimum uh, evaluation of safety. So there is a level because it is full contact uh, to keep yourself as safe as possible with others as well. But oh, <laughs> you, there's so much happening. So you, and you can't see everything all at once. I remember and. Oh my goodness, I felt so bad. Where I was very um, uh, determined to get on the track as soon as the whistle blew because I had a strategy in place for once we were ready to go. And I did not check my sides at all. And I went right for the track and I took a ref completely out. And just like <laughs> up off the ground, onto the floor. And I immediately dropped to the ground. So uh, there is, you could get tossed out of the game or uh, have a penalty for hitting ref. So that's something we're very very mindful of but players when it comes to full contact and hard surfaces there's concussions and broken legs and mm. broken oh. shoulders and all kinds of stuff so yeah it is a very high risk um contact sport but we're addicted to it so <laughs> you, you learn to work with it, nice right? and that's that addictiveness definitely gets that rush going for for that uh for that day or the, or the tournament or whatever it's gonna be yeah exactly well and you find a lot of the skaters will come out because they're not getting that same level of contact in the sports that they're in now so you have rugby um you have um oh shoot i can't remember all the ones off the top of my head but it's few and far between where you'll be able to get a full contact sport for female skaters right so oh, okay. yeah you, once you're in it you're in it you don't look back because <laughs> that's one of the primarily women dominant sports compared to all the others out there isn't it yeah like we do uh there are men's leagues uh in canada and uh abroad uh but yeah the more popular and uh the biggest uh intake i would say would, would definitely be female identified skaters for sure nice yeah. how big is the track I don't know the dimensions, and I should. Uh, well, I guess if we compare it to a hockey rink, how big would it be? Good question. So uh, that's where we would set up a track normally, okay. if we can. Um, once the ice is out of uh, arenas, mm -hmm. then we'll set up. It's small enough to fit within 
uh, the rink and okay. still have enough on um, the parallels or the straightaways for refs to skate around the outside of the track and also like more than enough space on both of the corners on the tops and bottom Okay. to have like a beer gardens or vendors or whatever. Oh, nice. So Jack isn't super super big and anyone listening to this is gonna be like james you should know how to play the <laughs> like, yeah sure it fits inside of arena i guess I, I have another technical question yeah, but yeah, how how fast do you ladies get going or how fast do the skaters get going good question um depends on strategy and what's kind of happening right ideally or preferably you're taking as much speed away from the jammer or the point scorer right so if you can get the play to come almost to a dead stop then you're essentially soul sucking the the point scorer because they can't get it okay. right um you'll find the speed will pick up um, as jammers are coming around the track to get in for another scoring pass uh, or you'll find the speed will start to pick up once um so you're trying to run away from points or protect your points and the uh, jammer's coming in. You're still within that play zone. So I'll try to speed it up to uh, save the jammer from coming by and okay. scoring any points. But yeah, in terms of like a race, it's, uh, yeah, you, yeah, we don't go too, too fast, but <laughs> only if we're, we're desperate and we need to protect the points. And yeah. or run away. Must take a lot of endurance. And... 100%. Yeah. Yes. Uh one of the things we train the rookies is that kind of hit interval, like yeah. really aggressive, like minutes or two minute stretches and very little recovery time. Cause that's essentially mm -hmm. looking into this while we were talking via email, getting this going, there was rumor a few years ago that it was going to try to hit the international stages going into the Olympics. Did that ever come through or did that fall out? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think that will always be in the works. And also like, depending on the level of play, like for right now, uh, the farthest we've gone is, yes, we are international. Yes, there's teams all across the uh, world. And we do have uh, a governing association that would run our like division ones and twos okay. and championships and stuff like that. Farthest we've got is being broadcasted on ESPN3. Uh, now, for the Olympics, I don't know the intricacies of it or the eligibility of it, but we are a fairly progressive sport. Um, we do have a little bit risky names here and there. So <laughs> even being a part of ESPN3, they were a little timid on uh, bringing us on board just for that kind of thing. We're, we're a very unique sport and we bring in a very... A diverse kind of yeah. athlete so <laughs> we'll, we'll see i don't yeah. know if there's that's part of it or there's also like you'll find there's sometimes a divide between um the levels of play and the skaters and what they really want out of this sport and some of us are really happy being that like this is our community we work really hard we keep it for us yeah. and others that really would like to showcase it and bring it up to the next level right so yeah kind of a a debate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you talk about it being an international sport. Mm -hmm. Where has roller derby brought you around the world, or has it yet? Good question. Um, I've just gone as far as the states. So I okay. went to World Cup or the Women's World Cup in Dallas, Texas. Oh God, probably six years ago now. Um, but they had the World Cup. Um in european countries are all stars so our a-level skaters made it out to sweden um and competed there so it's uh, it's endless on where you want to go depending on what tournaments and uh, competitions you apply for but yeah i've just done canada and u.s so far okay nice yeah. how often do you guys play in calgary or like league games i guess yeah good question um so again depending on the level of play uh we have our three house teams um of the league and they'll usually stay within uh calgary 
Calgary and maybe as far as like Edmonton, kind of that three hour mm-hmm. radius. Um, and for us, we'll host when we're at our peak, like pre pandemic, uh, we would do anywhere from like three to six dates uh, throughout the year, uh, whether they're full production or maybe more scrimmage style in our practice space. Uh, and then we would go and attend other leagues, uh, events in Edmonton and abroad or elsewhere. For a B-level travel team, it's again, endless, right? Because everyone's putting on different tournaments and stuff like that between BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan as well. Okay. And then uh, for our all-stars, uh, they'll travel as much as uh, they can in terms of keeping their rankings and uh, competing uh, in that sense, right? Nice, nice. Yeah. What you said you play on a lot of teams in Calgary here. What teams do you play on and what levels are they? Uh, good question. So I play on first level. So the house team that I'm on and also captain for uh, are the Cutthroat Car Hops. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> the other two house teams we have are the B52 Bellas and the uh, Thrash and Lassies. Uh, and so that's always super fun. And then I also play on the uh, B-level travel team for Calgary. And um, that are the Jane Deer. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> We're awesome. We are undefeated. Uh, I mean, we haven't been challenged for the past two years. But uh, we ha- did the Wild Rose Cup, which was in okay. uh, Medicine Hub. And we won all the games. So that nice. Great. Uh, and then I'm also captain of Team Alberta. So that takes the uh, best skaters uh, in the province. And then we'll all compete. Uh, or uh, usually be sometimes a level, and then uh, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Are, are they at all? Yeah. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> so do you? Are there teams all across Canada? Yes. Yep. Nice. There's teams everywhere. My um, there's more teams in the more uh, densely populated yep. provinces, but yeah, they're all over. For in Calgary, for the teams and stuff, you have one specific arena that you're at that you have a permanent uh, rink in or a ramp. I can't remember what you call it. Yeah, yeah. Or does it kind of move throughout the city and you kind of just meet at different areas? Good question. Yeah. So uh, track is what we'll call it, okay. mainly because uh, it's just honestly, it's a uh, mapped out uh, surface area just right on the ground. Uh, and then we'll put usually like uh, a quarter inch rope or whatever it is around that to just have a little bit of uh, a definition of what the track is. So it's flat track, if that helps. And our normal practice space is West Hillhurst. Sometimes we'll host um, little scrimmage style stuff for people to attend and watch and things. A lot of our games over the years have been hosted at the Triwood Arena. And this year we're hosting it at um, Ikeda, Ikeda Rec yeah, Center. Nice. Yeah. So it can depend on funds, right? Like yep. we don't always have all of the money to go to the bigger places we would love to go. And especially with the bleacher seating would be great. <laughs> it's whatever we can afford at the time and think we can make a, a good profit or balance break even on. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've watched highlights on on YouTube and seen it on TV years ago and it was awesome watching it. So I'm, I'm hoping we can get out to watch it on, on the 11th. I think I'd be super stoked. Oh yeah. It's super fun to watch. Like it is fast. It is complicated. But again, once you get the hang of like, Oh, okay. I see what the rhythm is here. Like I see it's a, I like to explain it as it's very much like football mixed with NASCAR. So you have that like sold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sold. So you have that like back and forth, so that offense defense happening at the same time as you would with football, and there is a race, right? You want to get as many points as you can in a in a jam, right? So if somebody wants to get involved, mm-hmm. like how how do they get involved in Calgary here? 
Very good question. So we have a website, calgaryrollerderby.com. Um, there's a couple different emails you can reach out to, um, depending on what kind of inquiry you have. Uh, the info one will go to me. <laughs> I nice. always see that one because a lot of the rookies will reach out to that as well. Uh, we have a Facebook uh, page as well, just Calgary Roller Derby. You can message us there at any time. Uh, we also have an Instagram account if you ever check nice. that out. And if you're looking at your phone while listening to this right now, you'll see all the links below. Oh, so, nice. Um, <laughs> if it helps. Usually <laughs> one of the biggest questions yeah. are, do you have a bank track? Like, are you guys throwing each other off the rails anymore? All that kind of stuff. <sighs> and uh, best question, answer to that is no. It's just <laughs> not financially uh, sustainable yeah. to do that. So I, I guess setting up like a huge ramp like that would be... Yeah. And the rules are different yeah. on that one too, right? Because yeah. you have to keep your momentum going because it is that bank track, right? So, yeah. And when you said flat track, that I was like, wait, I remember seeing it, but that makes sense of how, you know, because it used to be knock them over the railing yeah, and yep. push them off of the track and the center <laughs> part. And yeah, just, totally. Yeah. Yep. So, it, so that was the case when uh, Derby started to come back after it's like TV days. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the bank track was... Uh, or a lot of people will think of it, uh, Texas uh, was the one that uh, had it and a lot uh -huh. of competitions there. Um, but once it switched to flat track and it was just easily accessible, broke down a track on a flat surface, if mm -hmm. you can, then that opened up a huge door for all types of leagues to be a part of it. And uh, people who would not have been able to afford uh, or a place to even host a, a bank track like that, it just like skyrocketed. Yeah, most of the... Highlights that I've seen recently on YouTube have been the flat track. So yeah, that's, that's been pretty standard. Yeah, for the past probably fifteen, sixteen. Years. Okay, yeah. yeah, it looks so cool. Like yeah, I'm just thinking like seeing the highlights and there's a lot of thrashing and banging going mm -hmm. on and. It, it looks like a very tough and intimidating sport. Ah, yeah, no, like you'll find, uh, like again, I I teach the rookies, so it's kind of my uh my thing to to take away that scariness. For, oh, okay. Um, skaters that have never done this before, right? It's a it's a sport where I'm very much proud that no matter what your background is or what your athleticism level is at, if you commit to it and invest in it, you're going to get something out of it. Nice. Compete, right. So, it's uh. It's scary until it's not. Once you know the ins and out of it, and you know yeah. how to take a hit, you know how to give a hit, you know how to fall, then it starts to go away. <laughs> so that uh, it sounds almost like rugby. Like I know when I was playing rugby, they teach you how to tackle properly. They teach yes. you how to take a tackle properly. So it mm -hmm. seems like you're you're learning so you don't get injured. Yes, almost. ideally, yeah. yeah. And uh, a mix of that is also just general stability and agility on skates, right? So yep. um, knowing how to balance yourself and catch yourself if something happens, always being aware of what's going around you because, yeah, things are happening so fast. Okay. So what is the age group that's coming into this now? Is it like mostly young people or is it a diverse crowd of it's everybody? massively diverse, especially because our league offers such different levels of play. Mm -hmm. So long as you're legal age, right? And uh, female identifying, we range anywhere from 18 to, I think, our oldest member is 50. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't expect to hear that with as physical as it is. So yeah, that's totally. pretty cool. Yep. Totally. Well, and again, you get to kind of choose your own adventure. We're lucky to be able to have uh, three levels of play and five okay. teams to choose from. So you can nice. really kind of yeah, choose your own adventure. Does each team have its own level as well, or is it? Uh, depends on who you ask. <laughs> if you're pitting the house teams against each other, they might have something to say about what kind of play they have. Um, but generally, you would say uh, your house teams is more of your 
I don't want to say beer league, but like you're uh, not, you're competitive, but it's not for uh, significant rankings, right? Like yep. you're not putting yourself against division one or two or anything like that. Okay. Uh, B level is more uh, competitive and we are ranked and we are uh, trying to be the best uh, provincially, ideally. Mm-hmm. And then A level is our charter team. So rankings are very important and they will travel where they need to yep. to gain their spots. Nice. Yeah. So what's your biggest rivalry? Would it be like against Edmonton teams or? <laughs> I got to be careful. <laughs> well, I guess on one part, they would be your rivals, but then on one part, they'd probably be your teammates. So Yeah, exactly. They're, it's it's a respectful rivalry, right? Okay. So we always love competing and that's why we do it. And we always love to win, of course. Um, there's support no matter what, right? So it's, it's very much the same even when you're uh, giving and taking really big hits or wiping someone out. There's almost like a... Um, a congratulatory exchange between skaters, no matter what team you're on, because we're okay. all doing this for the same reason, and yeah. we all love it just as much. But yeah, I'd say I'd say we have a little something with Edmonton, <laughs> <laughs> as we all do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've learned so much. I think it's just really neat just to hear that it's bouncing back in popularity, yeah. and that it's come so far from having broke off and that you guys' recovery mm-hmm. from the pandemic, mm-hmm. you've been able, because there's been so many different things that have struggled to get past that. Yeah. So it's really nice to hear that it's still plugging away. Oh, totally. And that yeah. comes from the dedication of the skaters, right? Like we, it's a very tough world without the sport you love, right? So you want to get back at it. You yep. want to do what you can to re- make it happen, right? So when you're not playing roller derby, are you still out skating a lot? Like, uh, or do you skate in the streets? And uh, I am not the best outdoor skater. <laughs> uh, I'll do it if we're going out in a group or whatever. But I definitely uh, uh, don't do it as much as the other girls will. Um, you'll have a lot of our skaters going out to the skate parks, right? Where uh, like Millennium or the okay, yeah. bowls and stuff yeah. like that. We have a whole crew that loves to go out there and do actual like, skate park with nice. their quads. Um, and yeah, a lot of the skaters will go out and do pass skates and stuff like that. Especially now that it's summer, like any opportunity to get on your own skates is always good, right? So if I see a large group, it's probably going to be like a roller derby yeah. team, possibly. <laughs> it's, especially in Calgary, they seem to be very closely knit community. So those who are just uh, um, like jam skaters, you'd say, like dance skaters at the roller rinks, um, uh, Calgary Roller Skate has uh, become a, a group to uh, provide uh, roller disco nights or roller dance okay, nights. Yeah. And the derby community, they seem to intertwine. There's a lot of lap over between the two. Nice. Now, when Lloyd shut down... <clears throat> Was that a big hit to the community? Yes, 100%. So Nerd Roller Skates, the (laughs) shirt that I'm wearing right now, uh, bought the rental skates uh, from Lloyd's and opened up their own company called uh, Calgary Roller Skate. And they will host usually monthly or sometimes twice a month. Yeah, roller disco nights or roller skate nights. And they have a DJ and everything. Um, I want to say they're at uh, Jubilee. It's like You'd have to, if you Google it, uh, or even on Facebook, if you search Calgary Roller Skate, they're hosting events all the time. And they have the rental oh, okay. skates from Lloyd's, too. I'll have to look that up, because yeah. we've done it a couple times, and I know my son used to love it, so. Um, totally, yeah. yeah. It's a great time. Yeah, it's totally open, family-friendly, like all nice. ages. I think after a certain point, they do adult only, but that's yep. not so late. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it sounds cool. But yeah, can you promote your promote the event coming up on the 11th again yeah totally i even brought uh, posters and handbills in case you want any <laughs> little plug but yeah so june 11th and june 12th june 11th is going to be the big um back-to-back uh games of rep versus punk and metal versus country skaters from all across uh, bc alberta saskatchewan and uh doors will open at three 
And last game, we'll probably finish at like 8.30. Then we'll have our skate party after. That's on the 11th of June. And then stick by on the 12th, on the Sunday. It's going to be rookies uh, playing. So you get to see the up and coming uh, talent. (laughs) Now, will it have like the same format, rap and... Oh, good question. No, it'll just be like a black and white scrimmage of the up and comers. Uh, And the beer garden will stay open. And after the rookie game, uh, we have DJ Armin Hammer. Uh, He's going to host the whole weekend, but uh, he's going to stick around after and host Tungo in the uh, the beer garden. So it'll be prizes and stuff and just like a chill Sunday. Nice. Nice. That sounds... Super fun. Like. Oh, it's good. We're so yeah. stoked. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing a road trip. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> awesome. Um, Jiggs, thanks again for being Thank part you. of this. Of I, course. Yes. My pleasure. I, I, I not only am excited for Roller Derby, but I learned a whole bunch of stuff as well. And <laughs> that's always exciting for me to learn and be a part of something that's not just uh, hockey and football and sports. Yeah, so yeah, like, There's nothing going on in hockey, is there? Yeah. No, I... <laughs> I'm I'm more excited for roller derby than I am for hockey. So yeah, totally. Yeah. No, it's a it's a really cool thing to check out. It's not like any other sport out there. <laughs> awesome. And make sure you check the links below. Like if you're like I said, looking at your phone, all the information is going to be there. So um, make sure you head out and check it out. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a fun time. Yeah. My yeah. pleasure. Thank you again. Thank you.